Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect podcast. You've got Carl and the man bun himself, man, Matt McNeil. How the heck are you, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. Good. Every time I, I look forward, I look forward to the day when I, 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 you're going to surprise me because I know I know, I know what you've got going on behind the scenes. But yeah. when when uh, that's gone, yeah, people <laughs> so, always surprise me. People probably don't realize. <laughs> I have my hair pulled back, but I have not cut my hair in a long time since. I mean, I I, I left the airlines in twenty uh, one, right when COVID was happening, and then when COVID was happening, I was like, well, I'm not, you know, no, everything was closed, like you couldn't go anywhere, so I just stopped cutting my hair, and then it just started to become this experiment, which got pretty funny. Me and Carl Bryant. We're, uh, <laughs> did you ever see Carl Bryan's hair? <laughs> Carl Bryan's a friend of ours. It, it, he, he was growing his out and, and, and it got started to get out of control. And so like, I, I think my wife trimmed some of it like at one point, but like I have my hair pulled back in a, in basically a ponytail. Um, and a lot of my clients, they'll, you know, these are all like conservative pilots uh, that are like, what? Why isn't it high and tight? What's going on? You know, and it's become this sort of constant. It may not running. be high, but it's definitely tight. It's tight. To- <laughs> yeah, I got to pull back. Um, and they get they get all upset, and you know, look like a damn hippie. What you know, and uh, but people ask me, why do you? Why are you doing that? Like, why? 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 And it's very simply because I can. <laughs> Just because I can. And one of the things I, Carl, you know, I'm. I think it's good to do things. To increase your psychological flexibility, do something just because you can. Like, I'm going to not wear shoes for a week and just wear flip-flops, and it's maybe the wintertime. Or I'm going to wear a stupid-looking, you know, sweater, or uh, like, just because I can. I'm going to stop. I'm going to not drink coffee for one week, which that's actually not a thing I'm going to do because I need coffee. But, (laughs) But I'll stop, you know, just stop doing or start doing something. Um, that has no benefit or or th- no no deficit, no enhancement, but doing it just because I'm exercising my right to choose to do something that stretches my, uh, I guess pushes pushes my limits, and so that's part of why well, it's I've it's also individuality. That. I mean, individuality. It's a, a, and when I was you're in, not getting pigeonholed yeah, and stereotyped. I was in high school, and, I had long hair and, and you know oh, yeah. played in a band, whatever. It's just I just think it's I think it's funny. I just I it it keeps it, me laughing. If people every saw day. me today, they would see me very scruffy. I mean, you know, with a yeah three four day old beard. <laughs> uh, my entire career, my entire adult life, has been um, I've been in 
an organization or part of an organization that's required me to be clean shaven. Me too, man. The military I mean, for 30 years, yep. uh, the airlines for 25 years, the fire department for five. Now many of these overlapped, so I'm not, don't start adding those up, everybody out there, because you're going to come up with a very old, old man. I'm old dude? enough as it is. Yeah, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> but it's you know I've always said I sense a trend here that I, I guess I have to look at what am I going to do next in life. It's I guess it's going to have to be something clean shaven because I don't I don't wouldn't know what to do if I had a job that said ah you can wear you can can have a beard if you want do whatever I you know want what to do. So this yeah. is when I grow it is when I'm not when I'm not doing something that requires me to actually put on a, a quote-unquote uniform and perform yeah. something yeah yeah no but, i get it. Uh, I've, I've i've had to be clean shaven for many many years of my life and um i'm yeah i think it's but one of these days i'm just gonna sh be here and you're gonna be like what <laughs> that it's like what you buzzed your head yeah. yep exactly just because uh, I, I can i'm i will tell you one quick story that uh i know it it this wouldn't fit with the times today but back in the 60s, it was 70s. It was very different. I remember uh, over the summer, and I, I have, I had a very unusual family life that maybe one day we'll get into. But uh, I had been away, and I came back home, and I was getting walking doors in the house, and my pop said, uh, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going inside." He says, "No, you're not." I said, "What do you mean?" He says, "You got two choices." He says, "If you want to go inside, you're either going to put on a dress, or you're going to get a haircut." You got a choice. And my hair was like halfway down my ears. It wasn't very, very long, oh but he goes, God, he, he, back then he says, if you're going to, if you're going to start having hair like a girl, you're going to dress like one. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, the, back then the, it was, like I said, the yeah, old so days of, of gender norming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very different. <laughs> yes. But um, very different times. You know, yes. You, you know, yeah. my parents were older to begin with. So, yeah. it, I mean, they, it was just a different time and, yep. you know, such as it is. Such but, as it is. Hey, today, I guess you're, mm. we have this kind of list where we go down things that mm -hmm. we kind of look at sometimes just to, it's it's our wish list, and we were kind of in our pre-show, kind of going, um, do we want to go with one of the structured things, or our, user, our, our uh, listener comments, or just pull something from the list, and by God, he went and pulled something from the list. I decided, so, let's just talk about something. I got something. So I have no idea what today's conversation is going to be about. I want to talk about something that we talk about in V1. It's kind of one of the core fundamental principles of what we talk about, which is when we think about that, like when you're, you're working on a part of your life or you're trying to create values and I'm a big values person. I think values are, I conceive of values as like a compass direction, whereas goals are mile markers, right? You, you, you hit the mile markers, but do you ever achieve West? You know, no, you just head West or you head East or you head North. And so, when you're when you're trying to work on what is important to you when you're trying to evaluate how is your life how are things going that's that's very vague i mean well what are my what are my values well it depends it depends on what part of your life you're talking about and how is your life going sometimes also depends on well what part of your life are you talking about we as professional aviators, pilots, some people say aviators, some people, I guess the Navy says aviators and the Air Force is pilots. We tend to, and this is with any profession, whether you're a physician or you're an attorney or you're something that requires a high level of engagement, a high price to pay, uh, a high level of uh, a continuous price to pay. 
we tend to focus very heavily on our career because that's what it takes to be able to maintain that kind of a career. No, no, I mean, there's no, uh, no value judgment here, but if you're a, a checkout person at the grocery store, it's a different kind of level of investment than if you're a pilot or attorney, surgeon. And it requires a lot more of you. So when I conceive of how am I doing and what are my values, one of the things, the lessons that I've learned, certainly in my clinical work of working with thousands of people, is that there are areas of our life that can go go dysfunctional. And it's usually because we haven't been attending to them. And so what I thought about is talking about the constellations of what is our life made up of. It's certainly in terms of our mental health and in terms of where our values lie. And I think it, can, it, it helps to be able to conceptualize this, to be able to start to break apart and decipher down how do you start to work on yourself. What we do in V1 is we work on ourselves fairly in-depthly but one of the ways that we conceptualize is, well, which, how do I apply what I'm learning, whether I'm learning how to build algorithms or I'm learning how to create habits, how to execute on willpower, how to create purpose, have goals, work on self-image, energy management, these kinds of things. It, I think it helps to chunk it down and to say, okay, how do I apply this into the different constellations of my life? When you look at it, Every bit of your life is going to, when, when we get into these, every bit of your life will, it literally will get in one of those buckets. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it, and sometimes it helps to get some clarity as to what it is because it otherwise sometimes it, it's like can't figure it out until you really kind of understand what it is. So that's right. I think these constellations do a very good job of helping you frame the, the, the big picture. Yep. Very much so. Yeah. And, and when you're thinking about work uh, or conceptualizing the condition of these constellations, which we're going to go through them, there's nine of them. There used to be eight. I was very uh, set on eight. And over the years, um, there was a ninth one that was added because it became so obvious that this is another, another area of our life that we have to cultivate. Or if we don't cultivate it, it gets us in trouble. And this is actually was the impetus for forming the V1 project. When you think about how do I evaluate how am I doing, what are my values, what are my goals, what's the condition of it, I like to conceptualize things as a garden. And I'm not much of a gardener. I do have a couple box gardens that I built and these elevated gardens, and they're pretty cool. You can. I read a book called The Square Foot Garden. It was a pilot I was flying with was reading it, and I was like, what is that? And and he's re he showed it to me, and I was like, "That I don't know anything about gardening. That's really interesting. How do you maximize the space in a square foot?" And I and I got so into this, I like built one, and and we and it was like, "Holy cow! I can grow an entire like supermarket worth of food yeah. in a square." I did the you same know. thing. Yeah, actually, when I learned I'm a professional. I'm a professional really? killer of. I'm a professional killer of. of square oh, foot okay, gardens. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not a green thumb, right? My no, my, my thumb does not better. Me, yeah. not so much. Yeah, same with but my mine. wife. Does yeah. pretty good with yeah. them. Yeah, they're actually really neat. They're pretty cool. I try it. But the garden in a garden, what do you have in a garden? Well, you grow fruits and vegetables. You grow things, and 
if you don't grow things, you have either nothing there, it's just a concrete slab, no garden, or you probably have an infestation of weeds, rodents, bacteria, so on and so forth. Which is growth. Just which, which is growth, just the wrong for. kind. Yeah, yep. just not the growth we want. There's good bacteria and bad bacteria, but if you don't tend to a garden, what happens to it? Well, bad things. It tends to run wild. And this is where it's really interesting. This is where I dork out on this a little bit. And I see you this never. I see this in the <laughs> clinical practice. I see this in the struggles that we have as as people. If one garden gets with an infestation of weeds, what happens is they jump the fence and start mm -hmm. going into the other gardens. And this is what happens in our life within these constellations. So what do you have growing in your garden? Growth is not just, oh, look, it's growing on its own. No, you have to tend to that thing. Maintenance. Maintenance. You got to water it. You got to seed it. You got to rototill it. You got to pick out. You got to pull out, extract the weeds. You got to harvest it. You got to do these things. Or it just, it, it goes south. So it's this ongoing maintenance. Now, growing tomatoes is very different than growing lettuce or growing fruit you know blueberries the way you tend it is different so some things need more tending and some don't there's some times where it needs more tending than others so you got to like have some discretion about how you work on this and it's the same thing with our life it's the same thing with our life so what are those what are these constellations well these constellations are as as i see it as i have observed it this is where we flourish or we get into trouble well, the first one, very obvious, career. Career is, and, and I think that there's a difference between, in some respects, a job and a career. And there's been all sorts of arguments. Pilots say, oh, flying is no longer a career. It's just become a job. You know? Well, okay, but the, the level of investment is not just you show up and punch the card. and, and it, like That's not how that works. There is some level of buy-in uh, and continuous buy-in that, that is required for you to be able to do that job. Every career is a or a, or a set of jobs. Not every job is a career. That's right. That's right. So career. Career is where, and you think about how many hours a week. And here's a way to think of it. Is that is a real garden because how much of your time is spent in that? It's a huge yep. amount huge. of time. Huge. Huge amount of time. So that's the first garden. The second is, I, I consider it physical health. Physical health. And where do you spend an insubordinate amount of time with regards to your physical health? Well, here's one. Sleep. Third of your life, if you're going to be healthy, is spent sleeping. It's not an obligate. It's not like, oh shoot, I got to. No, you get to sleep. Sleep is a is a really important function that we do, which is why sleep is the foundation of health. If you're not sleeping well, that's a third of your life. If that third of you, that garden, the sleep garden, a third of that is dysfunctional, weeds, rodents, 
what's going to happen to the other two thirds? Right? And they think it's what are the three pillars? There's sleep, there's nutrition, there's exercise in terms of physical health. I think that's absolutely true. What you put in, what you eat, shit in, shit out, you know, yeah. that's, this is how it works, right? This is the thirds. And, but I think it's, it, everybody goes, oh, well, everybody's going to get sleep. It's, it's not whether you get sleep, it's the quality of your sleep. Yep. That really will matter and make a big difference um, in, in another area that, that Matt's about to cover. So here's, so, so that's, that's physical health. Well, then the other part is your emotional health. What goes on between your two ears? So career, that's one garden. That's one spoke of the wheel. Some people think of it as fan blades. I had one guy, one client drew a propeller with eight blades, which is kind of cool. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And in the hub is you, you know. So emotional health, what is that? Well, that's what we do at Lift Effect is we take care of your emotional health. Well, which has ramifications to your physical health and we'll press you on your physical health, but you go to your cardiologist, you go to your nutritionist for that stuff. You go to your uh, your trainer, your physical trainer. Um, we, we coach on the sleep side because, and look, the brain yeah. and the body are deeply connected. They're not these separate things. These two ecosystems have to run together. But emotions- Sleep is definitely a twofer. Oh yeah, big big time, big time. And if you're not sleeping, I mean, at lift effect, the, the first thing to go for people- that are suffering is sleep. And when they when they are not sleeping, they decompensate. They the wheels fall off. In in profound, dramatic, catastrophic ways. So the but what is your emotional health? You know, what how, how do you how do you fit how do you figure? What does emotions mean? Well, I think it's how we think, how we cognate that's part of your emotional health. How you feel emotionally, up, down, sideways, sad, happy, anxious, fixated, underwhelmed, right? All these things make up emotional health. I lump in under one word, and that's mindset. What is it? What is, or your outlook on life, uh, outlook, because if you're not, if you're sleep deprived, as an example, Oof you're 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 dragging you're you're down it's hard to be upbeat it's hard to be positive it's just because the battery's drain and you, you become no very to, fixed yeah. yeah it's like yep. fixed versus growth uh if you can't see straight you can't and it becomes no. can't, can't think straight can't do no, anything straight can't do anything straight so that that's the third garden career health physical health emotions did you try again oh siri's talking to me I said emotions. How did she understand her name out of the word emotions? Craziness. So you got your career. That's a vocation. Your health, your, your health, your emotions, your avocation, the fourth garden. That's hobbies. How do you advocate? And hobbies are really important. Now, with typical pilots, what are your hobbies? They tell me something that's that's either a money-making venture <laughs> <laughs> or right? losing money or losing money right <laughs> but it's some kind of fun. and i would i would classify a hobby as something where you stand nothing to gain but pleasure out of it now some people argue with me but i but i think in terms of and again i i weave how do these all weave together and so i'm the emotional health guy right that's that's what i do 
So if you don't have something that you do just for the pure indulgence of it, just the pleasure of it, you gain nothing other than it feeds your soul. It just, it's just fun. I would say that's, that's probably not a hobby. And you need to find those things. You need to have the flexibility, the psychological flexibility to do, to be playful. We've lost the art of playing. If you think about it, kids do it. Work they to don't live. It. Work to yeah. live, not live to work. That's right. So you got to learn to play. And I think hobbies is where we learn to play. Some people like to paint. Some people like to, to write. Some people, I like to play a lot of music. Um, yes, some pi pilots like to go fly GA or go to air shows. And that's cool. I mean, that's, that, that, I think that legitimately is a hobby. I mean, sh dude, you're not gaining anything out of it. You're probably spending a ton uh, yeah. to, to do it, right? So, but I think anything where you just learn to be free, just like you did when you were a kid, when you got to run around and be crazy and just ah, do whatever. It's like we're, that we're meant to do that. And animals do that all the time. It's fun to watch animals. They just play. They have like squirrels. They're just running around and doing things or chimpanzees or apes or even elephants play. There's a sense of just of recreating just for the fun of it, just because it, it feels good. There's a lot of social bonding that can happen in those things. There's a lot of mental clarity that can happen in those things. Some people like to woodwork and do those do those types of activities. So hobbies or avocation, spirituality. I'm just writing these down so I make sure I don't repeat myself. Spirituality. Now that doesn't necessarily mean religion. It can. Some people aren't religious. So how do you how do you define spirituality? I define it as something that is outside of your own self, something that feels greater than just yourself. And some of my, certainly pilots have found religion, whether it's God or Allah or whatever, whoever it is, but the ones that are not affiliated with religion, some of them will say it's hiking, it's being out in nature, it's, um, it's, it's surf, it's being in the ocean being around those things it's a group that i attend or a community that i feel a part of something feels like there's something greater than just my own ego my own existence um and i like to say the mystery something that's a mystery where you're like i don't know you know stargazing i mean man you want to correct yourself you want to you want to get in touch with spirituality get out in the country and just when it's a clear night and just go stare at the stars for an hour, you will get into touch with something that is so beyond your own ego. <laughs> and so that's what I think. And you spirituality, if you have, no, again, think about in context, if you have nothing going on in these or it's dysfunctional or it's overly gardened, right? You're just all of your time is in there. This is going to create in, in imbalance. In one particular garden. In one particular in garden. In one particular garden. That's right. Yeah. That's in one particular garden. So spirituality, family and friends, and I put those in one category because some people don't have family. Some people don't have any siblings or any parents. Either they're gone, they never had them, or they're estranged. And their friends really are 
the the people that that take care of them that they that you know that that what is family i mean family to me means people that know you really well and that will catch you and that you will catch for that's to me what family is mm-hmm. Un- kind of unconditionally how's that garden doing are you making the calls are you checking in intimate relationships that's another garden now intimate relationships i think is 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 the is the deeper part of just family and friends the intimate relationships to me is my spouse my child right that's and maybe a best friend somebody that's like you i mean you know your closest confidant that's an intimate relationship intimate doesn't just mean sexually intimate it just means emotionally deeply connect like your soulmate you know how's that doing <laughs> there's always room for work on that one (laughs) yes there is sometimes just recognizing this is an intimate relationship is a great place to start say this isn't just family this isn't just a friend this this matters more so we've done sometimes a simple question of just how are we doing how are we doing where are we at just yeah it's an open-ended question intimate relationships well the next one is a big one (laughs) finances unfortunately unfortunately it is finances this is an important garden you know why the number one reason people get divorced money it's the number one reason people get divorced well published well studied it's money Money's a real factor. It's not, it's not a, you know, when you're a teenager, you're like, I don't give a crap about money. I don't care. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Until you're an adult. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need this stuff. Oh. You can't just keep asking your parents for it. You know, people say money is evil. And, and I, I would agree, but you can't live life really without it. it, it it's what gets you the things in life that you need to. I don't think it's evil. To- I think it can be. I, I think, but I think it's, it's how, how you use it. I think it's True. how you... True. How you approach it. But that's, like you say, that's a whole subject by itself. <laughs> it's a whole subject by itself. But it's a stressful, it's a stress point. And let's think about our community, pilots, right? The do- the donut community, I call them. The donuts. They're chasing the <laughs> dough. Just picking up, got to pick up more in open time. Got to grab this trip. Got to do, th- and they're just focused, career, money, finances, and that's fine, but again, when you overly focus, just like instrument flying, what's the big errors we have? Fixation and omission. If you fixate or you omit, you're going to get into trouble. So, and then there's so we got career, we got physical health, we got emotional health, we got um, hobbies, spirituality, family and friends, intimate relationships, finances. There's one more. And this took me years to really build on this, to come to this conclusion. And the data shows there's lots of good, good, good studies on on this and the impact that it has on all aspects of our life. But that is community. What is your community? And that can mean your professional community. It could mean your your non-professional community. It could mean the lar- a large community, a small community, so on and so forth. But as a pilot. 
one thing I realized I had lacked, and I see it within Lift Effect and all the time, is pilots don't have community. They've got colleagues, but one of the problems that we have, at least in our profession, is you don't fly with the same people all the time. And sometimes you'll have a really great trip with somebody that you really bond with, and then you never see them again. <laughs> it, it was one of the most difficult transitions for me because uh, before in the, uh, I came from the military side of things, and after you got done flying, you would be you would go and and have functions uh, and get-togethers with your squadron mates, and it was there was, and it was the same group of people all the time. So you got to know them, you got to bond with them. And the airlines, you went and flew, and maybe you went out and had something to eat on the on the layover, but then the only other time you saw them, for the most part, was crossing uh, paths at fl the flight ops or in concourse, and occasionally a few of them you would get to fly with. And if you were really senior, then you might get to cherry pick. But that, that it just, it, it, was, it was a huge adjustment for me because it was a totally different lifestyle than I had come to know my flying life as and i see a lot of a lot of military guys when they're making the transition to the airlines they'll they'll call me and they'll be like you know they're struggling and it's like when we we kind of unpack what's happening they come to the realization they're like dude i'm lonely i i don't have this this camaraderie yeah. this you know this community anymore and so you've got to build the community and that was why we started v1 was like okay we need a place to to build a, a healthy community of people like us and that was but if you don't have community i don't care what profession you're in i don't care if you don't have a profession you stay at home if you lack community the impact of that on your mental health and your physical sense of health, belonging sense of belonging it's going to have a devastating impact so career health hobbies emotions spirituality intimate relationships family and friends finances community how are those doing how mm -hmm. how are those areas of your life going what do you have growing in there are you gardening it are you tending to it don't just tend to it when it becomes infested with rodents and then you got to run over there and just put all your energy in that and then ignore everything else right until that gets stable and then you go right back to the same crap you're doing how are those doing and when it comes to your values what do you care about well it depends which garden which constellation of your life are we talking about what i care about in my finances is very different than what I care about in my hobbies or what I care about in my career. I mean, it's, it's yes, they're interrelated, but what are your values? What are your, what are your compass points, your inflection points? Depends. Which garden are we talking about? So I would encourage every one of us to take a, a, a vet through these once a month. Say, how, how are these? Give, give me a rating, you know, one to five. One is just terrible. Five is just flourishing. Where am I at? And if you're at a two or even a three, maybe you need to just make one little effort in each of those gardens. You'd be surprised at how much it, 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 it helps symmetry start to happen in your life. I would love, and I think I speak for Matt when I say this, we would love to hear from, from all of you on these different constellations and what are your thoughts. Um, we could go and have a podcast on each, each one of one. them individually. There's so. so much to unpack in all of them. And we kind of did with sleep in a way that because mm -hmm. it touched several at the same time. We would love to hear from you. Please give us your comments, your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, do you think those are 
the 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 constellations of your life. Um, I I I would be shocked if anybody said no, but you never know. Uh, any last thoughts, Matt? Make an effort to to just take an inventory of how those things are doing. Say, take five minutes and give yourself a quick score of how the, how these are going. And some people do a ten a, a ten uh, like you know ten point Likert score. No threes or sevens; those are cop out scores. If you want to do one, <laughs> if you want to do one to five, you know that's that's different. But just ask to sit back and just say, "How am I doing?" In each of these, I think you'll be surprised at what you'll find. And if you make just a little effort, how corrective that can be. And everything affects everything else. Remember that there's a thread that goes through them all. Yes. So it's you might make a little pivot in one. And you'll have a dramatic impact in the other. That's my that's my final thoughts. I, I would want to throw one thing on that, and that is, think about asking your significant other what her th- uh, her or his thoughts are on those. You might get a very different answer as to where they think you yep. know, the, stat, the the condition of those gardens are. Indeed. With that, as always, we ask you to give a thumbs up, rate, uh, give us uh, a like. Share us uh, with your friends and and other, uh, in this case, people you fly with in the cockpit. Uh, Keep the comments coming. Podcast at lifteffect.com. As always, we love having you here. We hope to see you on many more. Keep the bright side up and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.